Hello, and welcome to the Vivolution podcast. Since starting in late 2016, Vivolution has been creating inspiring events for the plant-powered generation. Each episode of this podcast will share with you stories and ideas told by plant-based thought leaders from the Vivolution stage. Before we get into today's episode, we'd like to announce that tickets for Vivolution Festival, the UK's leading plant-powered positive change festival, are now on sale. It's back, bigger than ever, and will be taking place on the 16th of November at the British Film Institute on London's South Bank. Expect a bigger lineup, more incredible food, interactive workshops, engaging panels, and lots more. Visit our website at www.vivolution.co for more information and tickets. In this talk, Emily speaks on the issues of food poverty, the environmental footprint of food, the link between food waste and climate change, and also how her wonky veg subscription box, Oddbox, is tackling them all. This talk was recorded at Vivolution Topics Environment 2019. Oh yes, that's true. <laughs> thanks a lot, Damien and Judy, and thanks so much for uh, inviting me to Vivolution. It's uh, uh, it's always nice to be able to talk about uh, what we are doing and the issue of food waste and kind of raise more awareness about uh, uh, food waste and the impact on the environment. So I'm uh, Emilia, I'm the co-founder of Oddbox, and uh, um, basically what we do is we tackle food waste by sourcing slightly misshapen or surplus fruit and veg, which are still perfectly good quality. We work with uh, uh, growers directly, and then we deliver this produce to homes and offices for 30% cheaper than similar box services. And in addition, we donate up to 10% of our produce to uh, food banks or organizations who fight food poverty. I'm just going to start with a bit about my background and my journey. So as you might hear, I'm not originally from the UK. I'm from northern France. My grandparents were on both sides potato farmers. And though my sister and I never worked at the farm, we heard a lot about it and the hard work that it takes to grow potatoes. And uh, my dad and mom used to spend all their summers, weekends, working at the farm. Uh, and so we, that's uh, kind of a photo of our garden where my dad had a uh, veg plot and used to grow a lot of different vegetables in addition to a lot of berries. And some of my uh, childhood memories were of uh, doing competitions with my sister on who could put uh, the highest number of raspberries in their mouths and uh, finish that uh, the fastest. We would also, at the end of the summer, go and pick blueberries, from blackberries from uh, the neighborhood and make jam to last us for the rest of the year. And we never used to buy berries from the supermarket. What the rest of the year, apart from the summer, we ended up eating apples and pears because that's what you would get most commonly. Um, Several later, uh, after finishing my studies, I ended up going and working in uh, India, where I could get these uh, tiny bananas, which are, are kind of really cute and taste a lot sweeter than what you get in the UK. And April was the month of the start of the mango season, where for two weeks, two months, you can eat mangoes uh, every day, and that's what I used to do. I then moved to the UK 10 years ago, and uh, 
was kind of amazed at the start by what I could get in the supermarket. I could get berries all year round, I could get mangoes, I could get everything. But then, very soon, it was quite disappointing because it didn't really taste of anything. It all looked perfect. You get these uh, perfectly round tomatoes, but if you were doing a blind test, you might not even know that it was tomatoes. <laughs> and so I was quite frustrated, but maybe like a lot of you didn't really know what I could do about it. And it's only four years ago that really kind of an idea came to our mind in terms of what we can do, we could do about it. And that happened while we were on holidays in Portugal, and we would go to the local market and buy these ugly tomatoes, which tasted amazing. Uh, we had seen, at that time, there had been quite a lot of documentaries, and uh, Youth Friendly Waiting Stall had done a big documentary called The um, War on Waste. There was also a French supermarket uh, selling misshapen produce, and which had, so they did a big campaign, and they had a really a lot of success. And that kind of sparked the bit of, a bit of an idea uh, for us. And so uh, what we did first was do a lot of research on the food supply chain and what's happening in the UK in terms of the fresh produce industry. And what we found out was quite shocking. So globally, over a third of all the food produce is wasted. So it's either, it's kind of, uh, and that's irrespective of the country. So you would think that it happens more in developed countries. In developed countries, it's different reasons. It's because of the transportation and the lack of cold storage. But in dev developed countries, it's a lot of waste happening in our homes. And, um, and so on one hand, we waste a lot, of the, a lot of the food we produce. On the other hand, there's a lot of food poverty. And in the UK, it's increasing. So one in four parents has to skip meals regularly before, because they cannot pay, uh, buy food after paying their bills. And there's lots of children who only get one meal a day, which is a meal they get in school, which therefore impacts their health and their learning disabilities. So there's a lot of food available, but a lot of food not reaching people. And what's even more shocking is what it means in terms of the environmental impact. So um, how, many, how, much, how many liters of water do you think it takes to grow um, one kilo of banana? It's around eight bananas. Anyone want to take a guess? Ten. Ten liters? It's a little bit more than that. It takes 800 liters of water to grow one kilo of banana. So it's 100 liters of water per banana. In addition to the soil usage, the transportation, the labor, all that involved in bringing these bananas to the UK. And some of you might have heard that stat, that if food waste was a country, it would be the third largest emitter of greenhouse gases after China and the US. So we basically can solve the issue of climate change by tackling food waste. 
And in addition, we can solve the issue of food poverty by tackling food waste because with just a quarter of the food we waste, we can feed all the malnourished people in the world. And so uh, there's a lot of waste which happen at all the different levels in the supply chain. There's a lot of waste which, the majority of waste happens in our homes. There's a very minimal amount of waste which happens in the supermarkets. Uh, because supermarkets are good at pushing it uh, either to the suppliers or to the consumers. And there's quite a lot of pro uh, waste which happens uh, in our farms. And 20 to 40% of produce is rejected because it doesn't look imperfect. So it's uh, because supermarkets put strict specifications in terms of size, shape, and color, or because they want availability all year round, and then it drives a lot of overproduction in the system. And so after doing all this research, we thought we need to see it for ourselves. And so I contacted one of the big fresh produce suppliers and I went to visit um, an organic pack house. So they were packing organic carrots. So you would think there's probably a lot less waste in organic, but it wasn't the case. So 30% uh, of the carrots were kind of going through the um, picking line and falling down because they were too small. Then they had cameras to check. So if they had cut blemishes, uh, all of these would end up in the skip and would either go for animal feed or would just uh, go to landfill. So they were paying uh, to dispose all of this perfectly good produce. We also spoke to uh, an apple orchard. And there, so that's a photo of uh, some apples which were affected by uh, some early frost. And because uh, they have this kind of uh, um, uh, skin color, which isn't perfect, these were rejected by the supermarket. And so this producer uh, didn't know what to do with these apples and just left them on the tree. And so we thought uh, we would want to eat these apples. We had no, there's nothing wrong with these apples. So we thought there's got to be something we can do about it. And so that's how Oddbox uh, came to life. So we basically work directly with suppliers. We buy from them produce that they are not able to sell, either because they don't meet the supermarket specification or because they are surplus to requirements. Um, and then our customers receive a box of uh, fresh and seasonal produce on a weekly or fortnightly basis. Um, and in addition, uh, we work with charities to donate any surplus we have. Um, we now deliver to over 7,000 uh, homes and 200 businesses. So we do fruit boxes for businesses as well. And right now we're only in uh, part of London. We're expanding rapidly, but the plan is to go nationwide next year. In terms of what that means to buy an odd box, so there's an average of seven kgs of fruit and vegetables in a medium fruit and veg odd box. And so that's the equivalent of 12 showers that we save in terms of the water which has been used to produce uh, this fruit and veg. So uh, you can either decide to skip your shower or just buy an box. And that's also um, savings in terms of CO2 emission because uh, it takes a lot of energy to produce fruit and veg. And they all, when they uh, decompose in the field, they also emit some greenhouse gases. We work with uh, over uh, 50 growers. So we started with two suppliers uh, three years ago. We now work with over 50 different suppliers based uh, within 200 miles from London. And we get uh, 
um, kind of, so for example, we've got a bit root supplier and we get uh, bit roots which are too big for the retailer. Or else we get uh, asparagus or rhubarb which is too thin or too thick or uh, any kind of issues that they would have left in the field. That's uh, a photo of Mike who's uh, one of the drivers for City Harvest. So we work with City Harvest and the Felix Foundation and they come every week to collect any produce that we have remaining. So for us from the start it was really important that we don't create any waste ourselves and in addition that we contribute to fighting food poverty. So we've been working with them from the start and so they come collect the produce and then they distribute that to uh, food banks or uh, soup kitchens who can then make meals for people who can't afford fresh produce. And the thing we're the most proud about is our uh, social and environmental impact. So till date, we've saved 523 tons of uh, produce from going to waste. So that's the equivalent uh, in, of 42 double-decker buses. Um, it's also the equivalent of 515 return flights from London to New York, and we've donated 37 tons of produce to our charity partners, uh, providing 276,000 meals for people in need. And we couldn't do it with, without our community. So we get a lot of our traffic organic, but we also get a lot of our traffic through referral. So people who are Outbox sub subscribers and will talk about their experience, will post photos of the produce that they receive. And for us, it's really important. We wouldn't be able to do that. We, we're one actor within amongst in the sector. There's lots of people starting to fight food waste, and we can't do it alone, it's really important that everybody does some, something about it. In addition, as I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of waste which happens in our homes, and that's something that we're currently uh, not targeting, and that all of you can do something about it. So I thought I would end with uh, a few principles and tips on how you, could, uh, you can do something about waste uh, at your level and in your homes. So there's uh, three key principles that uh, you can follow. So the first one is track. So when you want to spend less time uh, watching TV, when you want to lose weight or exercise more, the first thing you do is you kind of assess and track. So uh, similarly, you can look at when do you waste food, what do you waste, and why do you waste? Once you have this data, it makes it a lot easier to kind of make an action plan and do something about it. The second thing is uh, using the R's, and that's kind of something that everybody in the industry uh, is using. So the first one is reflect. So uh, think about what you're doing, your everyday actions. Refuse. So uh, what people are doing now in terms of the straws. Uh, when you order a cocktail, just tell your waiter that you don't want a straw. That's not necessary. Even the paper straws, it's better not to use uh, any straw at all. Uh, rescue. So uh, you can um, so uh, you can always um, buy or online uh, second-hand products. You can go to charity shops. So there's a lot of second options available. 
reshare, there's an amazing app called Olio, where if you have anything uh, left over, so uh, you bought a packet of pasta, uh, you're going on holidays, you're not going to use it, you can post it on Olio, and within 30 minutes you'll have one of your neighbors uh, asking to go and collect it. So, that's, uh, so just after you leave, if you don't have it on your phone, download Olio. Um, reduce, don't take advantage of uh, any of the offers of uh, getting buy one, get one free if you know that you're going to use only one of them. Um, reuse, so um, any container that you buy, uh, anything, just make sure that you reuse it as much as possible. Use, uh, keep cups, have a bottle with you for your water so that you don't have to use single use. And the final one, so it goes in this order. There's an order to what you're doing. The final one, if you've not been able to do anything above, just make sure that what you buy as much as possible is in the recycl recyclable packaging. And third, start small. So uh, it's very overwhelming. We know that there's so much to do to tackle food waste, but then it's better to do one small thing consistently then try to do too many things. So just stick to one thing and make it easy for yourself. So for example, uh, I was struggling a bit with going to the supermarket and sometimes forgetting to carry a bag. So I have lots of tote bags at home, but then they would end up staying in the kitchen. And so I bought this bag from uh, Oliver Bonas, which is basically much smaller than the tote bags and it fits in my handbag, so it's something additional that I bought, but I'm not regretting it because I don't need to buy the bag from the supermarket anymore. So just choose one thing and make sure that you stick to it. And finally, a few other tips. So the Number one and two kind of go together. So always check out your fridge before going to the supermarket, check what you have and plan your meal. So plan your meal based on what's in your fridge and um, make use of what you have. Then uh, buy only what you need extra. Freeze anything that you have remaining. Um, put things in soups too. Um, find ways to donate any surplus. So, for example, with Olio or giving to your neighbors when you go away. Make choices with your wallet. So with every purchase, you either reinforce the status quo or you make a change. So as a consumer, you've got a very powerful voice to make a change. And that's what we've seen with uh, uh, movements like uh, Extinction Rebellion, that uh, people have a voice and the government will change only if we use that voice. And finally, be creative. So uh, one thing that I sometimes do is uh, sweet potatoes takes uh, a long time to cook. But then if you uh, thin them very uh, uh, thinly, you can put them in your toaster, and it, in five minutes they are ready. So if you want to swap uh, your carbs and uh, you don't want to eat bread, then you can have sweet potato toast. So just be quite creative. You can use beetroots in cakes. So there's lots of things that you can do with your uh, fruit and veg. Just uh, look online, there's thousands of ideas. 
And uh, finally, uh, one more thing you can do is uh, subscribe to Outbox. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's uh, the end of my talk. I'd love to hear about uh, that one small thing that you decide to do after uh, uh, today. So we've got uh, a post on Instagram with the seven hours. So if each of you can uh, respond to that post and just tell us what is that one thing that you're doing that would be amazing. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us some positive feedback on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. By doing this, you'll be helping get messages about inspirational, positive, plant-powered living into people's earbuds. Until the next time, take care, and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.